This is Susanna Hills Podcast. We hope this message becomes a revelation in your heart and will encourage you to live a Christ-centered life. Thanks for checking out our podcast. Here's today's message. Friends, I want to tell you about a story, and this is actually an Australian story. Um, there in Australia, they've got a yearly ultra marathon that they run. But this marathon has been run over eight days, and it's 800 and 75 kilometers long. You run from, uh, uh, um, from Melbourne or from Sydney to Melbourne. It's a long stretch. And that, that, that race is actually only for the most toughest guys that can endure. And that's very fit. They, they sign up for that. But in 1983, Cliff Young, a 61-year-old man, maybe you can see his picture there, 61-year-old man signed up for this race. And on the day he pitched up for this race, he pitched up in his gumboots. Because he was a sheep farmer. He was a shepherd. And people laughed at him. They said, what are you doing here? There's no way you're going to finish this race. You don't even have the right shoes. I mean, this is... This is a long, it's, do you know that it's 875 kilometers long in eight days? I mean, people laughed. They didn't give him a fighting chance. And when the race came, Cliff Young started to run. And yes, he started at the back, but gradually started to overtake the runners. And after five days, he came first. Ten hours before the second place. <laughs> You know, Cliff Young, he, he invented the shuffle. I don't know if you know the shuffle. Because <laughs> he saved a lot of energy by doing that. And I actually asked him, but Cliff, did, didn't you rest? He said, well, I didn't know I'm, I'm allowed to rest. <laughs> but here's the thing, guys. Here's the amazing thing. He didn't even know that there's a prize at the end. Cliff Young received $10,000. I was surprised. And you know what he did with the money? He gave it out to all the rest that also finished the race. And they were also surprised about this, that he did that. But you know, this is a story of Jesus. Jesus came and ran a race for you and me. And you know, there were people that laughed at him, that turned their back on him, that ridiculed him, didn't give him a chance. But Jesus won the race. <laughs> That's worth a hand clap. <laughs> and you know, here's the best. You know what he wants to do with the prize? He wants to share it with you and me. Now I want to read to you our key text in uh, Isaiah 53, verse 4 and 5. It says, Surely he has borne our griefs. And carried our sorrows, yet we esteemed him stricken, smitten by God, and afflicted. But he was pierced for our transgressions, he was crushed for our iniquities. Upon him was the chastisement that brought us peace, and with his wounds we were all healed. Jesus has a prize that he wants to share with you, he has healing. He has forgiveness. He has peace. And he's got much more things that he wants to give you. But for us to partake in that prize, we need to choose to run the race with him. 
See, Jesus is inviting you into his race. He's inviting you into his presence because it's there at his presence where we receive salvation. I don't know what's it with me with chairs and, and, and tables every time I preach, but <laughs> Jesus just talks through, through, through chairs and tables with me. <laughs> but God's inviting you and me into his presence where we can receive that prize, where we can partake in that prize that he wants to give us. I want to read to you there. Hebrews 10 verse 19, it says, Therefore, brothers, since we have confidence to enter His holy places by the blood of Jesus, Jesus paid the price, He won the race, so that you and I can with confidence enter His holy places. But did you hear this? He says holy places, plural, not singular. I believe that moment where we sit down with our quiet time, we are entering a holy place. When we go into prayer, we enter a holy place. When we come to church, fellowship with believers, we enter a holy place. There's something about that place, that there's a sweetness of that place, where we get intimate with God, where we encounter the Father, where we get still and hear the voice of God, that in that presence of Christ, where we enter into that place. I remember when I ran the comrades, uh, every two and a half kilometers, there's a water point. And every two and a half kilometers, I had to stop there to drink some water because my body needed it. You lose four and a half liters of, 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 of moist while you're running the comrades. And I had to replenish my body so that my body can be strengthened and I can complete the race. Our lives is the same. We're running a, a, a race of life. And there's moments when we need to enter the presence of God, where we need living water, so that from that place you and I can run this race. We can't go without that. I'm going to read to you. John 10 verse 9 says, I am the door. If anyone enters by me, he will be saved and will go in and will come out and find pasture. You see, this place of presence, intimacy with God, is a place where you and I get saved. But it's not only a place where we get saved from eternal hell. It's also a place where you and I come to, where God wants to save us from our hurts, from our fears, from our worries, our anxieties, our needs. God wants to be with you in that place, in that place of presence, of the place of intimacy. God wants to save you, friends. You can't run the race of life without stopping and sitting with God so that God can do something in your life. I want to take you back in time. I want you to, to picture a moment at, at, uh, in time where there were castles and kings. And you know, when, when people lived in these castles and soldiers lived there, and then from that castle, soldiers would go out and fight the battle. And then they would come back into this fortress where they can rest and, and eat and be strengthened again, where they can spend some time, and then they could go out and fight again and come back. And this will, will continue until they conquered some land and received pasture. Our life is the same. 
The presence of God is a place where we enter to, because Ephesians 6 says, there's a war out there. And you and I need to go out and come in from a place of intimacy, from the presence of God. That's where we strengthen. From there, we must move out and come in and fight our battles. Many of us have got battles out there, our marriages, our finances, relationships, battles of overcoming sin, pornography, uh, anger. Uh, uh, there's, there's things that we need to get rid of. And we're fighting battles, but we need to fight it from the presence of God. Because then we will be overcomers. You know what? David understood this. I want to read to you. In 1 Samuel 18, David has conquered Goliath. He's joined Saul. Saul made him a commander over thousands. And verse 16 says, But all Israel and Judah loved David, for he went out and came in before them. Verse 14 says, For the Lord was with him. David knew that if I want to fight my battles, I need to do it from a place in the presence of Christ. Well, I've spent the time in the presence of God. And from out of that place, I can go and fight my battles. Because now the Lord is with me in fighting those battles. You see, friends, I see many people out there that's fighting a different battle. You know, many people, they fight against their husband or wife with the devil. Because it's all about me. I need some joy in my life. I need something. I'm not happy. I, I, want to, I need some happiness. He needs to change. He's my problem. But when we sit with God, in the presence of God, and we bring that before God, God we, and we go out, we don't fight against our husband, but we fight for him. Against the enemy. And you can only fight like that when you fight from the presence of God. But when I fight out of myself, it's pridefulness because it's about me. And that's how the devil got thrown out of heaven because it was all about him and not about God anymore. We need to fight from the pre presence of Christ like David did. And then his son came and after him, and uh, I want to read to you there in uh, uh, 1 Kings 3, Solomon, he prayed for wisdom. Now, why did Solomon pray for wisdom? Well, he actually gives us the answer himself. He says there in 1 Kings 3 verse 7, And now, O Lord my God, you have made your servant king in the place of David my father. Although I am but a little child, I do not know how to go out and how to come in. And verse 9, give your servant therefore an understanding mind to govern your people that I may discern between good and evil. Solomon did not know how to go out and come in. And therefore, he had to sit with Christ and said, Lord, give me wisdom. And it's only in the presence of God where we can receive the wisdom of God. So that when we go out, we can discern between good and evil. Fight our battles and go back into the presence of God. Many times kings fought battles and they won and they came back and they, and they made a feast of it. But many times when kings lost, they came back and they, and they 
sought after God. But this is always the place we come back to. It's a place in God. Numbers 27. In, in De- Deuteronomy, um, I, I never can say that word, so just take it as it comes. <laughs> 31 verse 1, Moses said, I'm old, I cannot go out and come in, in anymore. And yea, in Numbers 27, Moses needs a successor. And he prays to God, he says, God, give me a man, Lord. And this is what he wants, and this is what he asks for, in a man. Numbers 27, verse 16. Let the Lord, the God of the spirits of all flesh, appoint a man over the congregation who shall go out before them and come in before them, who shall lead them out and bring them in. God's looking for someone that can go out and come in from the presence of God. So I'm telling you today, as I stand here, if you go out, and you come in from the presence of God. That's where you will lead people. You will lead people out. And you will lead people in. To the presence and from the presence of God. And you will fight your battles. From that place of strength. Deuteronomy 28 verse 1. And if you faithfully obey the voice of the Lord your God. If you sit in the presence of God. All these blessings shall come upon you and overtake you. Verse 6. Blessed shall you be when you come in, and blessed shall you be when you go out. I want to show you a picture. Maybe if Ashley's got the picture there. I want to show you how it looks before you go in and how it looks when you come out. (laughs) Going into the presence of God, coming out in the presence of God. That's amazing, because when we sit in the presence of God, Jesus, I need you, Lord. Save me, Lord. Strengthen me, Lord. Give me hope, Lord. Yes, Lord, that's the promises of your word. Yes, Lord, that's who I am. Yes, Lord, I am your son. Yes, I'm a warrior. I'm a lion, because I'm with the lion of Judah. And then you come out, out of that strength. And people, I'm telling you, I don't know where the world runs to. I don't know what the world does, how they fight their battles. I don't know how you can fight without this. We need this. We need the presence of God to overcome and to, and to face this world. Fight for your presence with God so that you can fight your other battles. Acts 3.20 says, Times of refreshing may come from the presence of the Lord. Psalm 1611, in your presence there is fullness of joy. God wants to stretch himself over you. You need to come in under his wings. So that when you go out, you can stretch out into this world. I want to, I want to show you how does the presence of God look. And I want to take you there to Isaiah 6. Now, Isaiah 6, 1 says, In the year of King Uzziah, just want to give you this, the, the, Isaiah had this vision of the temple of God and, and how he enters the temple of God, the presence of God. 
And in verse 1 says, In the year of King Uzziah, when, when King Uzziah died, I saw the Lord sitting upon a throne, high and lifted up. And the, the, he, the, the train, the robe, the, the hem of his robe filled the temple. When you enter the pr presence of God, know that God is great. High and lifted up above all your problems, above all your needs, above everything in this world. God is lifted up. Just some background here. King Uzziah died. Now Uzziah, Uzziah reigned for 52 years from the age of 16. And he was a good king. He, he followed after God. He built up the nation of Israel. He was a good king. Uh, Assyria fought wars around them, but they didn't come into Israel. But then Uzziah died and the nation was afraid. And look what Isaiah did. He said, yes, our king died, but I will enter the place of the king, the living king, the one lifted high up, the one that will save us. I will come to that king. I'll enter his presence and just be reminded of how great God is. The second one, know how dependent you are. Verse 5, and I said, woo to me, for I am lost, for I am a man of unclean lips, and I dwell in the midst of a people of unclean lips. For my eyes have seen the King, the Lord of hosts. Not how insignificant you are. No, how dependent you are. Lord Jesus, I need this place, Lord. I need your presence, Father. I need to be strengthened in this time, Lord. I'm dependent on who you are, Father. So that I can stand up from that place, Lord. Isaiah 6, verse 6 to 7. Then one of the seraphim flew to me, having in his hand a burning coal that he has taken with tongs from the altar. And he touched my mouth and said, Behold, this has touched your lips, for your guilt is taken away and your sin atoned for. People, we need a touch of God in the presence of God. I'm sure... Many of us has read the Bible, and you know, sometimes when you just read the Bible, the Holy Spirit just opens up some, some revelation, and it's like, wow, Jesus. Or driving in your car to some place, and you listen worship, and it's just that awesomeness comes on you that you sit there, and, and, and no one's looking, so I'm crying. You know, I'm, I don't know if you had that moment, shouting out to Jesus, because it's just you and Jesus and the car. You know, that moments, you know, that the moments, that's awesome moments. We are touched by Jesus. We must seek after that. Because verse 8 says, And I heard a voice of God saying, Whom shall I send? And whom will go for us? Then I said, Here I am. Send me. Because that's a place where I go out from. And that's a place where I come into. Go out. Come in. From the presence of God. Friends, this morning, can we declare like Joshua declared. Joshua 14, verse 11. I am still as strong today as I was in the day that Moses sent me. My strength now is as my strength was then. For war and for going out and for coming in. 
Friends, doesn't matter if you pitch up with gumboots at the race. Doesn't matter if you don't have the fancy shoes that the other runners have. Doesn't matter if you're 61 and the others are 24. Doesn't matter. It's that you enter the race that matters. And it's never too late, friends. Joshua is in his old age there, but he says, I'm as strong today as I were then. Friends, the presence of God is as precious today as it was then. Put on your gumboots. Sign up for the race. And stop at the presence of God as you run your race. Friends, can we stand? I want to call in the music team because that's how we fight our battles. It's from the presence of God. And friend, this morning I want to ask if there's anyone here that walked in and said, I haven't given my life for Christ. I want to tell you it's never too late. Today is the best day to enter the presence as God as it was any other day. And I want to ask if there's anyone this morning that says, I, I want to put my hand, I want to enter the race. I need Jesus. I need the presence of Jesus. I've been battling my fights on my own and out of my flesh and, and, and I'm struggling and I need Jesus. And that's why I came here this morning. And if the Holy Spirit is prompting you, I'm asking to put up your hand and say, yes, Jesus. Who will I send? Who will I send? Here I am, Lord. Is there anyone this morning that says, I need Jesus? I need Jesus. Anyone this morning? Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Jesus, I want to enter your race, Lord. I want to run with you, Jesus. Many times I've been fighting people, fighting circumstances, fighting things, Lord. But Lord, I choose today to fight for that, Lord, not against that. Jesus, but I need your presence. Because I'm only wearing gumboots, Lord. I don't feel equipped. Jesus, I'm dependent on you. Jesus, come do a miracle. I need you, Jesus. Strengthen me, Lord. Save me, Lord. This is how we fight our battles. Thanks for joining us for today's message. Don't forget to check out our website or visit City on a Hill International on Instagram or Facebook for our updates, celebration times or ways you can get involved. We are also streaming our message on Facebook Live, so make sure you join us or share the post. Thanks again for checking out our podcast. We'll see you soon.